Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. Today is an extremely special episode. It's going to be tapping into grief, which is something I've really wanted to get into with you guys, knowing that I've lost my father and I met these two amazing girls. Their names are Abby and Taylor Scarpello. They're such amazing sisters. They started these healing modalities after experiencing a serious loss of a loved one. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Let's get into this episode. Thank you so much for having us. We feel so honored to be on your podcast. We are so grateful for the opportunity to just to share a little bit more about ourselves, our journey, and hopefully that resonates with you, your audience, and where we're all talking across this episode. Absolutely. So Abby and Taylor reached out to me actually over a month ago, but I didn't get back to them until the last minute. I was going to be doing this episode solo, but honestly, the one thing that we're really trying to do at Wellness Members Club is really build a community. So I love that you guys are also on the same page as that, and we align massively when it comes to bringing women together to help them on their healing journeys. And it is really hard to get through anything alone. We all know what it feels like when you're grieving. You feel so lonely and so solo. So I would love if you guys could share a bit about what led you to starting Empowered Soul, which is their business that they're doing together. So Empowered Soul came about a few years after we lost our grandma. So it'll actually be two years this come January. And it was the first time either of us ever experienced great loss, which completely shook our foundation. At the time, I was in a completely different career path, pursuing a skincare brand that I had built. It was doing really well. It was successful. However, my grandma was actually a huge part of the business. And when we experienced that that tower moment for us, things just stopped, came to a halt, and we just needed to go within. Like Taylor said, so she was in a different place in her life where I was a senior in college. Our grandma passed in January. So it was right before I went back to school for my spring semester, my last semester of college. And it shook my world. I was very much alone at college. I didn't have many friends and the friends I did have, they weren't there. They went to a different campus or they were home. So I was just very much alone. Going through this healing journey, I even realized that, wow, we really need to build a community because no one should be going through this like I did alone. Absolutely. I resonate with that deeply. And it's one of the things that I did, which I believe I probably happened with you guys as well, is when my father passed, he passed in 2020. And I only had two months notice that he was going to pass. And we found out in June that he was sick. And then by August, he was gone, which was the most bizarre concept because you start to intellectualize all of the emotions that you're going through versus actually feeling them. And for me, I had just started my creative agency. I was just like six months into it at the time. And I didn't know what to do except distract myself with work and with clients. And I was just trying to appease everybody else outside of me. And I didn't process anything of what I was actually going through. And so a year and a half later, I was hit with extreme depression 
because I hadn't processed anything. I just suppressed everything I was going through. So I guess that leads me to the question with what you do at Empowered Soul, what does that look like when you first meet somebody who has been grieving, who has suppressed a lot of emotions? Like, does that show up mentally? Does it show up physically? Like, what does that look like? I can resonate with you and that question so deeply. So January, it was actually New Year's Eve was when our grandma started to not really feel well. And New Year's Eve, we just went to dinner. It was myself, Abby, our parents and our grandma. So just the five of us. After dinner, we came home and I was like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm just going to go to bed and we're not really doing anything. So I, in that moment, I chose myself to not celebrate and bring in the new year with my family. That was going to be the last New Year's with my grandma because two weeks later was when our grandma ended up passing away, which was complete sudden. It was unexpected. We had got news that, oh, she's doing fine. Yet 12 hours later, she's actually, she's about to take her last breath. And this was during COVID and because of rules and regulations, she was alone dying in the hospital. And my mom just tried begged her way into the into hospital just so like she cannot be alone it was our mom's mom she's like i am not letting my mother die alone that is no not chance. acceptable so yeah she forced her way in and um it was just my mom and our grandma that was there and um that was okay for us it was it was hard not being there not getting that closure closure right And then when we did get that news, again, I had all of quarter one and quarter two events planned for my skincare brand. Mm -hmm. So got that news that, hey, grandma's about to take her last breath. I'm like, I'm going to go work out. See you guys. Um, When I'm not working out, then we'll go take mom to the hospital when she gets that next call. So things happened that next day. Again, went right to the gym and I'm like, nope. Grandma's still alive. Like this didn't happen. Yeah. And then the funeral week, um, all the, the the services happened that that following week. And I cried, allowed myself to release emotions, but yet it wasn't it wasn't on that deep level. It and was like that sur- those surface level tears. Exactly. You feel this lump in your throat that's not going yes. anywhere because mm-hmm. the tears you're letting out are those that you would let out watching a movie or something yes. like soft, but you feel this thing, this massive release that needs to happen that's deep in your chest, your gut, your throat. Ugh, I completely know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So then that following week, I had all these orders I had to get out, meetings that had all lined up, content I had to create. So again, I threw myself into work mode, had all of these events. So I really wasn't dealing with those emotions Mm. until about a year and a half later, I had sprained both of my ACLs and that forced me to come to a complete stop. So the last six months have been this huge, or I thought I was let's say in that healing journey, Mm -hmm. dealing with grief, which yes, to some extent, I absolutely was. However, this just opened up a huge can of worms. And let's not only heal the grief of the loss of your grandma, but really allow you to find that layer of self-love. So with Empowered Soul, when we do recognize that others are going through this, we are here to help and guide them through 
every day possible, um, every emotion, whether it be in their highest of highs or lowest of lows. So we open up that platform and allow them to recognize how they're feeling today, um, but also within that next hour, because your emotions can fluctuate within literally 30 seconds. Yeah. And then we ask them, what is it that you want to embody? What can we allow you and help cultivate? And then what is it that you want to free? Maybe it's some self-doubt, some self-judgment, some external pressure. I love that. And it's one of the things you said about dealing with it, you didn't get to say your proper goodbye. Like that's the hardest thing that a lot of people, like my best friend, we've been best friends since we were three. She lost her mom when we were 10 and she didn't get to say that goodbye. So on holidays and on birthdays or anything around her mom, which was, she was the most amazing woman. It's so heavy for her, even though it's been 18 years because she still hasn't been able to process these emotions because there really hasn't been a space to do that. So I love that you've created a space where people can just be human and just be, I think as human beings, we crave that so deeply. And like, I personally do, like I crave a place where I can just lay and be, and someone makes a safe space for me and walks me or guides me through an experience to help me release. And like what you just said, I'm so sorry that you guys didn't get to go and be with her because my dad, like right before he passed, I grew up in Tampa, Florida, but I grew up in poverty. So it's like a really, it was a dark, dreary home, like not a lot of light coming in. And I know we need natural light to feel happier. So I rented a house in Boca near Miami for my dad to have a lot of sunlight coming in so he could watch the boats go by and stuff. So where he passed was going to be something light and airy and just not feel so dreary for him. But when we were there, like a week into being there, he was sick with cancer, but so many other things were happening because at the end of life, your body is shutting down, randomly had a heart attack. And that's when he got rushed in the ambulance to the hospital. And I was like, no. And it was during COVID as well because it was 2020. And I literally went ape shit. I was like, you're going to let me in this hospital. I don't know what I have to do. I was like, I will bang down these walls to get in there because when it's someone you love so deeply, you will go the lengths. There's no limitations when you want to see a loved one. I was like, get my mom in this hospital, get my sister. I don't care what you guys have to do. We're coming through those doors regardless. So we like banged on the walls to get in and finally did. And luckily he got to come back with us and do hospice at that house. But the one thing that was like really, really difficult is there were so many other people that were alone during those times. And I just hate that during COVID, so many people lost loved ones and those people had to pass on their own. And the one thing my dad said to me is the amount of fear he experienced, he's like, it's so scary to be alone here. Cause he had been in hospital in and out for two months before that all happened. And he was like, you're so alone and we need love to feel alive. And it's so sad that they had to experience that by themselves. And I don't know about you guys, but I experienced and I still experience a lot of guilt and shame around grief. And I was just wondering if you guys could touch on that because those are the two biggest emotions that come up for me. Whenever I get like immense sadness about my dad, it's usually a beautiful moment, but for the most part, it's, oh, I wish I could have done more. I wish I would have taken you everywhere in the world had I known you only had limited time. I wish I would have bought you whatever you wanted. I resonate with that so much. Like you said, any memory that does come up, it is a happy one, but then followed is, oh, but I should have spent more time. So our grandma, she lived right above us. So I was like, I should have just come upstairs more often, or I should have just gone out to eat with her more often. Just those moments. I definitely get it. And now it's even friendships, relationships, anything that you do now, you're so present in because you're like, life is so fucking delicate. It could be gone at any second. And it also brings this sense of fearlessness to you because 
I will be unstoppable with what I want in life. I don't care how many times I have to say I love you to someone. I will say it a billion times. There's no limitations on the amount of love I give. And I feel like this unconditional love that I can give everybody now, and I'm not holding anything back. I communicate so clearly now because you just never fucking know. Because like we said, there's this guilt and shame that comes up as well. And I refuse to feel that again towards anybody else. It just allows you to have just a deeper level of compassion for those around you. And there's been so many times where we're out at dinner and we're talking and start crying. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if I am ordering my food, speaking to my wits to the crying. waiter, hysterical crying. I'm like, you know yeah. what? It is what it is. Like mm-hmm. I need to express. And even last year at Christmas, where usually our grandma would always say, say grace or, or just pray before any, any holiday. And I think it was our little cousin just, I think she was maybe, maybe seven or eight. And she's like, I'll do it this year. We're like, okay, like you go. And so she starts saying um, just a prayer and everyone starts to tear up. And I'm like looking around everyone. And I, all of a sudden I get really hot and I just start breaking out in this profusive sweat. I'm like, what is going on? I've never, mm-hmm. this has never happened to me before. And I just burst into tears and just start hysterical crying. And then two seconds later, are, there was about 20 people in our house. Everyone just starts, laughing. yeah, they're laughing, staring at me. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know what's going on. This has never <laughs> happened to me. Like, guys, I'll be right back. And I ended up leaving the table for a little bit just to calm down. It, but it was, I was just um, feeling Holy. everyone else's emotions plus my own. And it just, it's like a can of worms just exploded. Yeah, exploded. It's, it's somatic release that happens. And for those of you who don't know what somatic release is, that can come in the form of tears, sweating. Like there's so many different things that happen. So that's why when you experience that perspiration right away, rushing and you got really hot and then you started crying, it was like your body was releasing some form of trauma that was held within you somewhere, right? So especially if you're empathetic, which most of us that are doing healing work have a lot of empathy, you feel everything for everyone else. So I can just imagine you probably like felt it up to here and just exploded, but it comes out of nowhere. Like genuinely, I was in the middle of a conversation with my boyfriend the other day and we were like hysterically laughing. And he just mentioned something. We're doing Thanksgiving. We've been together for like five months, but our families are merging. So I can only imagine how this Thanksgiving's going to go. But we were talking about Thanksgiving and we're, we're doing it at his family's house down here, but we've always done it in my sister's house where my dad has been. And he's done all the cooking with us and stuff. Cause I was born in England and we have like British traditions that we mix into our Thanksgiving and we're not doing them because his family's doing it. And we, he was just like casually talking about it. And I just started hyperventilating crying. Cause I was like, no, I was just hysterically laughing 45 seconds ago. And then grief will just punch you in the face out of nowhere. But the one thing that brings me peace about when those moments happen is this quote that I heard. And it's like, grief is just love with nowhere to go. And when you think of it like that, we just have unconditional love. It has to come out in some form because you're not able to tell her that I love you anymore or tell him that I love you anymore. It just comes out in tears at some point. But one of the questions I do have for you is what do you wish you had known in those early stages of grief that now are more clearer to you? Um, what would those be? Where to start? <laughs> um, that she's always around. Because I, in the beginning, I knew that. And everyone would say, oh, yeah, like, you can talk to her. She's around. Or I would even just hear it from my mom and 
uh, Taylor saying that, oh, I got a sign from grandma today. I found a feather in the car. Or mm -hmm. um, Taylor would say, yep, I had a dream about grandma. She came to me in my dream, but none of that happened to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I believed it, but I, it was just very much alone for me. And I was just so close to my grandma. So just knowing that I'm truly not alone with the people around me that are still here in the physical world, but also that she is still with me, like she is within me, but also just, just talk to her and cause she yeah. will hear you. And you know, it's also cool. That's something for you guys is mm -hmm. that this is like a little science because I'm a sucker for science mm -hmm. is when your grandma was alive before your mom was even born, mm -hmm. she was carrying the eggs of your mother, which was carrying the eggs of you already. So it's, you've been a part of your grandmother's journey, like her entire life before mm -hmm. you were even born, which is so freaking cool. So and on top of that, like you've, ex yeah, you have her DNA within you. So you will mm -hmm. always be connected, but it's also like on the spiritual plane, they truly are around. And one of the coolest things that happened to me, I did a psilocybin experience, just one, one, one and done. We're not probably done. I'll probably do it one again soon. Um, but I did this because I was feeling like, I, after I lost my dad, I went through a year and a half numbness, didn't do anything, mm -hmm. was a disaster, anxious mess, depressed, but I couldn't like admit it. And then I started therapy and I started going through this therapy journey. I said it a little bit earlier, like I intellectualized the shit out of all my emotions. I was like mm -hmm. textbook, understood it. I was an encyclopedia about mental health every term possible, but I felt like absolute shit. Like my brain yeah. was like, we're fine. Everything's fine. Why are you so worried? But my emotions and my body hadn't caught up to my brain yet. So I was like, you know what? I'm ready for something else. Let's try a mushroom experience with a shaman because the, I was doing somatic release, like sound healing. <laughs> I was doing everything I could possibly think of to try like Kundalini, whatever I yeah. could try. I was like, make me feel something in my body <laughs> that connects me to my mind. It wasn't enough. So shaman with a mushroom experience is the route that I took. But one of the things that happened was my dad came up and I was like, dad, I miss you so much. How do I see you again? And he's like, abs, I'm literally everywhere. And the way he spoke during this was like very intellectual, but my dad literally in real life couldn't spell the word cheeseburger. I knew this was like a different <laughs> higher level of what he would say, but he was like, quantum physics says energy can't be destroyed. So I literally didn't go anywhere. I'm no longer in my body, but my soul is still around. And I'm in the plants. I'm in the breeze that you feel on your skin. I'm the sun you feel touching your skin. Whenever you feel that warmth, that's me. And it brought me so much peace because it really is true. And I feel like he's around all the time when we do know that energy can't be destroyed, that their soul is truly around. It brings you so much peace and you can call on them whenever you want, which also leads me into your theta healing work that you do. I think that's amazing what it is, but I would love for you to explain to someone that's never heard about theta healing, what that even means and how someone can practice it or experience it. So with theta healing, it actually was my go-to with the grief healing process. I discovered it a little bit before my grandma had passed away. So when we did experience that loss, I never went to therapy. I just didn't know what to do. I think I'm just going to work with my theta healer. And for three months, I worked with her weekly and we had weekly sessions. And within that time frame, my entire life just started to shift my thought patterns and all of the things that were even my desires that I was trying to manifest. I started to not only see them come into my reality, but also feel them, like feel worthy. It's like, wow, like I really am worthy of X, Y, and Z. 
And so theta healing, it works with the subconscious mind and we're able to access the theta brainwave state through a meditation and allow our subconscious mind to open. So the subconscious controls all of your limiting beliefs, your fears, doubts, any anxiety. And through a theta brainwave state, we're able to access that, clear the programs that we are holding on to in our different belief levels, not only beliefs that we have created within this lifetime, but even past lives, any beliefs that we're holding on to from society or things that society has taught us, but more importantly, even on an ancestral level too. So any patterns that our ancestors faced and maybe we're we're continuing to live or maybe um, if our ancestors experienced poverty or famine and maybe in this lifetime we're experiencing some sort of abundance or money blocks, um, we're able to clear that through theta healing as well as send healing to the body. So if you are experiencing any type of illness, or maybe you are injured and your injury isn't healing, or even just your manifestations aren't coming in, we're able to find the root cause of why the beliefs were created, where they came from, and we're able to reprogram them. But most importantly, we're also able to provide you with the downloads so that your body truly knows what it feels like to be worthy, to be loved, and that you know how to live your day-to-day life feeling that and being able to create your desired reality. A lot of limiting beliefs that are ancestral. A lot of people say, I'm trying to break this generational curse. And a lot of times it is to do with poverty or limited thinking. And I can resonate with that because like I said, I grew up in poverty. We always struggled, had nothing going to a food kitchen to get food. And now that I'm in this life where I have a lot of abundant opportunities, I work with celebrity clients for things. I will have an abundance of money come in. I'll be super excited. I feel like I'm welcoming it. And then my limiting beliefs will kick in and I'm like, I don't deserve this. I have survivor's guilt of, we didn't have much when I was little, so why do I have much now? And I will literally manifest from that limiting belief, bills or problems or things that cost the exact same amount of money I just had come in and it's all out the window again. So that's a big, that's a big thing to work yeah. through. And it's amazing that you guys do that. Exactly. You could just explain a little bit more the theta brainwave because that's super important <laughs> for our audience. So your theta brainwave state is that dreamy, blissful state where it's right before we start to fall asleep. Also right before you wake up. So these are great times to meditate, but also manifest. And when we are entering these altered brainwave states, we really want to be conscious of what is going on throughout our thought patterns because it's going to therefore create your reality. So through the theta brainwave state, it, it, it allows us to access our subconscious. And when we do so, we're able to clear those limiting beliefs. Something that we are going through, it's always going to serve us one way or the other, whether it's going to pull us back or push us forward. So the subconscious mind always wants to keep us safe. So like you were saying, with the abundance of money, where the money is starting to come in, but then... Wait, it's safer for me to allow the money to be released, to let go. So subconsciously, we're going to start to create these experiences to let the money go. So it's going to go out the door. So we have different belief levels. 
And on a core level, it can be that you are holding on to the different beliefs that maybe it's safer for me to not have money. The thing that's really hard when we say breaking generational curses or just breaking thought patterns or behaviors is there's the unknown, the uncertainty that you have to jump into. And the subconscious mind is like, we don't like uncertainty. Uncertainty, it means we're unsafe, right? So it goes into panic and it's like, let's get us back to where we're not necessarily comfortable, but at least familiar because then we know what's going to happen within that state. So that makes complete sense. And I'm like, how do I sign up for this already? Um, But one of the really cool things that we've done for you listeners is that Taylor and Abby already had existing, which is amazing, but it's going to be an extra release to this episode. And it's a meditation, it's a guided meditation. It's with Taylor. She's going to guide you through a meditation that is actually a theta healing that helps you connect with your loved ones, spirit guides, or an ancestor, or someone that you trust that is on the other side that you would like to connect with. So I'm so excited for them to get a taste of what that looks like. Um, But they can obviously just connect with you guys on Empowered Soul as well, which Empowered Soul, for those of you who don't know this, it is spelled E-M-P-W-R-D-S-O. That's how you'll find them. But guys, I'd love to go a little bit further into after a couple of sessions of theta healing or breath work, what is someone normally experience? Like, is there an abundance of sadness that you experience after you've started this healing or what does it look like? So actually at the beginning of this year, um, Taylor and I worked together. So Taylor's actually certified in theta healing. I'm not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so we worked together for one day every week. So it was once a week, um, we'd sit down together and you'd do a whole like hour, hour and a half long session. And it was like peeling back an onion. It was like layers to an onion. Like the more you do, the more you discover. And ever since doing those sessions for however many weeks uh, we worked together, I became a whole new person. Like who I was this time last year, I have no idea who that is now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? She's like, uh, like yeah. old Abby's a stranger. Like no idea who she yeah. is. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, when you first go through it, like the day after your session, you may feel like a sense of like bliss. You feel like you're on top of the world. And then after that, certain things will pop up in your life that you kind of have to deal with. And those past versions of you may want to pull you in one way, but because you just did this healing, you want to kind of go with that way. So it's like this polarity. Your past yeah. and your future are like yanking you back and forth. Exactly. Yep. And then after a session, because we just re- rewire your neural pathways, a lot of people they're like, oh, like maybe I didn't feel some type of way or after the session, did it really work? Did she really give me downloads of, I know what it feels like to be loved. Mm-hmm. But until you are in, like Abby was saying, in those experiences, you'll start to realize yourself interacting a little bit differently where it's like, mm-hmm. wait, yeah, I am worthy of this manifestation that's coming in. Or maybe we worked on empowerment and not being seen or heard. So now you feel comfortable using your voice or you are able to speak in front of a large crowd with confidence. Uh, So you're able to start to just be your most authentic self and just show up as a better version of yourself. And once you start to recognize that, it's like, wait, the healing is working, even though you may not feel it in that immediate moment, the beliefs of how you're peeling back an onion. I always say your first session is maybe just we're kind of hitting or touching upon those outer layer beliefs. 
But the more you experience a session, you're able to get deeper into the root cause and clear, um, deeper beliefs and what's truly holding you back from manifesting your dream life or stepping into your most authentic version of yourself and highest potential. I think theta healing is going to be an amazing thing for a lot of our listeners because they have a lot of limiting beliefs. They're trying to get to the next level of their life, but they don't know how to. And like you said, you peel through the layers of the onion, but if you could tailor explain, how do you get someone into that theta brainwave? So if someone's at home, I know we're giving them that little teaser of a guided meditation with you. That's about 15 minutes long, but is it through the power of sound? Like, well, how do you get into that brainwave? So it is done through a guided meditation. So I will walk the client up into a theta brainwave state through meditation. And myself as the practitioner, I'm also in a meditative state. So we begin by just grounding yourself, grounding your energy, and then we balance all of your chakras. And then we continue along with the meditation through up into the seventh plane of existence, which is the energy of creation, hence how it becomes theta healing, which is a form of energy healing. Um, because if it was done outside of a meditation, it would just be like a therapy session. Mm-hmm. So then once we are in the theta brainwave state, which is the seventh plane of existence, as well as the energy of creation, which is pure, unconditional love. Um, once we are in there, then we were able to, it's called, it's called the digging approach. So we're able to just ask questions. Um, and again, my eyes are closed. The client's eyes are closed as well. Cause again, we're still in that meditative state and it feels very blissful. And if individuals have never meditated before, or if they're very new, I promise you will still be in a theta brainwave state. Even if this is your first time ever meditating, um, it's just allowing your subconscious to truly take over a lot of times our subconscious it will kick in within three seconds and then anything beyond that our conscious mind starts to kick in so the subconscious controls 95 percent of our day-to-day life where our conscious mind kicks in for the remainder of the five which is all of our limiting beliefs or fears mm-hmm. um, or just that self-doubt so and then also in our lifetime so when we are between the ages of zero to seven we're actually in a theta brainwave state so if you see kids just playing around maybe they are just like cooking or dancing and they're just just carefree and believe it or not they're in a theta brainwave state so if we start seven years yeah that's so yeah. cool so if we start to say things to a child maybe hey you aren't good enough or what you're doing is wrong we have to be so conscientious about how we speak to children because we are really setting up the rest of their lives we're creating that foundation so even though as we are going through the rest of our lives for example if a child lost their barbie doll in a store at the age of five and mom is like, oh, it's fine. Uh, we'll just buy a new one. But to a child, that was their absolute favorite toy. Now, as they go into adulthood, maybe they have a hard time holding on to relationships. Relationships or friendships because they're like, you just get a different one. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yep. Sense. So through theta healing, we're able to find that root cause as to see why the subconscious mind created that belief or why it wants to hold us back and keep us safe 
from experiencing love or creating money for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So through the meditation, we're able to find those root causes. And even if consciously you may say, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember that far back, your cells, your tissues, your organs, your DNA, your subconscious, it knows the why. That's so cool. So, so cool. It's interesting because the ages zero to seven, you have observational learning. And I always say this because like I love science. We have what's called mirror neurons. We have them our entire life, but our brain literally, it mirrors people's behaviors through observational learning. So if you're saying that you're in that theta brainwave from zero to seven, and they're also experiencing observational learning, they're copying what they see. And so they're seeing if like, for instance, for me, I saw my parents constantly feeling discouraged about money. Like it's money's like the biggest topic I bring up a lot because it's something the tough spot that I'm working through actively now. Anything about money would make them so uncomfortable. Like money was like a curse word. If you had it, there was some sense like, oh, you must be evil if you have money. That was like the perspective because we were so scarce. And then if they got a bill, they would hide it under a kitchen towel and wouldn't deal with a bill until lights were turned off in the house. Like electric didn't get paid. And then I caught myself when I finally went to go live alone doing the same thing like oh bills come in we don't opening the envelope we don't do those they're just numbers put them to the side and then i had a previous boyfriend he's like what are you doing like genuinely that's not how that works why are you not paying your bill i'm like oh i i literally didn't even realize but it was programmed into my mind since childhood that that's how you treat bills you just don't deal with them you wait until there's a fire in front of you that you have to put out and deal with so it was always like avoidance so I've been deeply taught avoid your responsibilities this last two years of my life having a business I was like oh my god that's not how that works you can't be avoiding responsibilities that's a problem so it's super interesting do you use um a certain sound do you use sound bowls when you do a theta healing like does that help you get into that that brainwave or is it mainly just talking So in a typical one-on-one session, it is just myself and the client and I just guide them up. No sounds. However, when Abby and I do host workshops, which we are able to do a group theta healing session, and then we do combine it with sound healing. Yeah. So actually when you are in a sound bath, you actually enter the theta brainwave state automatically just because you're in such a restful state and hearing all these sounds and frequencies just put you in that kind of like that blissful state like yeah state it almost feels like you're floating in on the, in the ocean you literally just watch all your thoughts just float on by without any attachment to them I think it's so fun because I love sound bowls. So I just, on our last episode, we just talked about it, but I had Nicole, Ashley, and then I had my friend Jade, she's like a little sister to me. I did a guided meditation with them with sound bowls and I chose a specific playlist because I love creating experiences like that. And I randomly just did this spoken meditation, but now that everything you've explained to me, how you said you get into a meditative state before you get them in, I was like, did I do that on to them? Like, did I just... I love sound bowls and if you guys can maybe tap into a little bit, everyone listening to this, they've likely never even experienced a sound bowl. They don't know what it is, or it looks super hippie and frou-frou to see somebody with a sound bowl. Cause when I first saw sound bowl healing years ago, I was like, that's somebody with dreadlocks with hairy armpits running through the wild would do them. But now I'm like, I sit with my sound bowl and I like, feel my root chakra. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, to someone that's never heard of sound bowl healing, what is the purpose of it? I know you guys offer that. 
um, what is the purpose of it? What are the benefits? And like, how does it work? How does sound affect our bodies and mind? Sound healing is honestly such a gentle form of healing. Uh, and it just really resonated with me because if you're someone that is not necessarily comfortable talking about your emotions and your feelings, if you go to a sound healing, sound bath, you can really just let those emotions and feelings arise with no judgment and just let them release. And that's exactly what I did, especially during the grieving process. I went to these sound healings and the first one I went to, it was a whole physical experience. My body was shaking. I was releasing these emotions, but more through my body. And then the more I went, more and more things were coming up and being released. There's so many benefits to sound healing. It just helps with stress, helps you sleep better, but also helps with anxiety, depression, even physical illness. It helps speed up recovery and it just helps with the whole mind, body, soul connection. Is it because like the sound frequencies bring you to a certain frequency or like, what is it on a scientific level, I suppose? Cause I'm curious what, what is happening? Like, what's going on when you're laying there? So if you can think of your favorite song, there's a reason why it's your favorite song, whether it brings up different emotions or experiences. And the same thing when we experience any type of sound bath or sound healing, the vibration of the instruments, whether it be crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, drums, chimes, um, ocean drums, ocean gongs, yes, anything. It has a different frequency. The sound or the frequency, it's not only heard through the ears, but the body. Since we have our own frequency, we are energetic beings, as well as the energy of the instruments. Our body is able to recognize that physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. And the frequency is able to connect to the different points of the body and allow these emotions that the body is holding on to, to be released in a very gentle way. I think it's so interesting, but it's so funny because when I look at my perspective on life and healing five years ago, I was like, that is so frou-frou and weird. And you need to live in a cult and do those things. <laughs> exactly. And now, like I said, I literally in the morning, I'll be like, to my friends, or my boyfriend, I'm like, can I do my sound bowl in here? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Can people experience a sound bath with you virtually if they're not in new jersey can they do that do you do those virtually do you do virtual theta sessions as well for theta healing yes we do in person as well as virtual and even though you would be experiencing it virtually the healing still takes place no matter what when where why how you are it is just as powerful if you are in person or virtually and then for sound healing, currently we do offer just in person just because it is just a little bit more of that powerful experience. However, we are expanding. So lots, lots to come could, for Empowered come. Soul. You yeah. haven't done it yet. Nicole's <laughs> favorite thing is like, you haven't done it yet, but it's coming. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. Okay. Amazing. So I know... Some of this to listeners probably is like, what's going on? That's overwhelming. I'm just realizing that I've got some issues. Do you think a safer touch into a healing journey through other modalities, except for just seeing a therapist, uh, would maybe be like a first step breath work? Is that probably like a good route to take? Definitely. With breath work, say you are experiencing these heightened emotions, or even just you're super nervous for 
say you have a big speech coming up or a test, say if you're still in school, um, your breath, it's always with you. It's, you've always had it. So use it, right? So if you know certain techniques or if you're familiar with it, just use it and tap into it. Just focus on that breath. And you can notice the shift in energy and how you feel right in the moment. Breath is the only thing that we can do subconsciously and consciously. So it's going to happen regardless. I don't really have a choice in breathing. It's just happening. Or I can actually actively control that consciously and be deciding if I want to hold it in, if I want to release it. So I think it's cool because for those of us that can feel so out of control from time to time with anxiety, depression, with things going on in life, just general overwhelm having a controlled breath work, it just feels like, okay, I'm in control of my own body. I'm in control of what I receive versus letting so many external factors control. So I think doing breath work is fun. Do you guys have like a little example breath work you could walk them through that they could try at home? Yeah. So I'll, I'll guide everyone through just like a quick little breath work. So we are actually going to be doing a Kriya. So a Kriya is really just a movement that we use um, just on a day-to-day where we just use over and over again. Um, So it's a Kriya Pranayama. So prana is our breath. So we are going to be connecting our breath with this movement. So before I take you guys through the exercise, you are going to take one hand on your heart or let's do our left hand on our heart. And then we're going to take our right arm and just place it directly in front of us. And we're going to pretend that we are splashing water behind our right shoulder. So we're going to make a right angle with our right arm. And on our inhale, we breathe in. And on the exhale, we're going to splash water. So this is going to help activate and bring us into a parasympathetic state. It's going to get us in that rest and digest. So when you're ready, I'll have you closing your eyes, just connecting with your heart space, taking a nice deep cleansing breath in, and on your exhale, splashing water behind your shoulder. So breathing in, release. Let's do two more. Inhale dropping the shoulders and exhale. And last one, inhale and exhale to splash water. And ready, open your eyes. That is so nice. Like super nice. I love those little things because I feel so centered. (laughs) I have one that's like this that I walked through before, but it isn't breath. It's for those you that get overwhelmed and it's literally just taking the senses that you have so you can pick a number like usually one through five let's say we pick two so in the room that you're in if you just want to feel present and more mindful and just centered if your brain's going a million miles per hour thinking about everything you have to do if you're a failure in life everything sit in the room we've picked the number two so i'm going to take my first sense which is sight and i'm going to look for two things in the room so i'm like i've got this green water bottle i see this notebook here And then I'm going to go to here. What are two things I hear in the room? And then I'll be like, okay, I hear you speaking. And then I hear the wind outside. So you go through all your senses, what you see, smell, taste, touch, and then hear. It helps you really be present once you do it because you can't be thinking about anything else and you're just there and instantly your body's so calm and your nervous system just calms down. So if you're not trying breath work, that's a fun little exercise to do. And honestly, when I first started therapy, 
I would do that daily because when I tell you my anxiety was at an all-time high, I would wake up pure panic, heart racing. And that was just like my day-to-day. So when my therapist gave me that practice, I was like, oh, thank God, this is something that I can do. But one of the things I really wanted to ask you guys, and thank you so much for walking us through that breath work. That was lovely. Um, Say we never met and I were to talk to you and meet you guys in five years from now, what would Empowered Soul be? In five years, we see Empowered Soul as this wellness club, right? Like when you stand for it, your <laughs> brand is. Um, but we want to have, it's a place. It's a social wellness exactly. club. Exactly. A place where you, you can come, you walk in, and we have classes. We have yoga classes. We have somatic dance classes. We have fitness classes for your physical. But then we also have for your spiritual wellness. So you have sound healings and all these other workshops you can come. But hey, if you don't want any of that and you just want to come and hang out and get your work done, be our guest. Just a safe space, like a little safe haven where being human is welcome. And I love that. And I say it all the time. Like, But it's also kind of crazy. Isn't it nuts that trying to just be human, you have to search high and low for a place where you can do that? Like something that we naturally are, the things we naturally feel. We have to put on this mask and this filter and we can't just be. And I think that's so strange. So I love what you guys are doing. So Thank fun. you. And that's how the whole grieving journey just allowed us to build Empowered Soul. We are part of a grief group that we do go to monthly. However, we're the youngest in the group. <laughs> <laughs> and even though um, I think the next youngest one's like in their 40s. And so we're going through the grief group absolutely love all of the ladies we really wouldn't be where we are today without them and their support however abby and i were like there's so many other girls or just individuals out there going through the exact same thing Mm -hmm. where they don't have this community so we tried to find another community and we're at a halt can't find anything and we turned to each other, you know what? Screw this, who's gonna create this? We've also been through other types of grief, friendships, breakups. I was in a sorority in college and didn't get the experience that I had hoped for. However, we know what it's like to be in that position where you want to be part of, let's say, the in crowd, but maybe you don't feel loved, you don't have that confidence in yourself, or you just feel insecure. So we want to be able to create that community that you were never part of, but you can be the most authentic version of yourself in our community, where if you walk through the doors crying, we will be there for you day in, day out, help you not only nourish your physical body, but every aspect of you, the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and allow you to step into your highest potential and create your true dream life. I love that so much. And I think why I align with you guys so much is what you, whatever you put in your email when you reach out so, <laughs> uh, is my, it's so crazy since I was 12, like, I don't, I, and I was pure chaos when I was a 12 year old also, let's just add that in there. Little nutso girl, like super full of anger and feisty as can be always had something to say, mad at somebody complaining about something, but I was always saying, I want to help people reach their highest potential. Did I know what the heck I was talking about when I was 12? No, but I had this deep desire to do that. So when you guys are saying, I want to help people reach their highest potential, that is my life motto. And I will do that forever. So it's so fun to meet you guys. And I'm so excited for all the things that are to come with this connection. I'm genuinely so excited because what I also noticed in the healing space is a lot of times, unfortunately, because it's becoming so trendy is you'll meet people that actually don't have a genuine 
outlook on wanting to truly help you. It's like an egocentric thing of why they're doing it. They're actually avoiding their own healing and then not truly helping you. But what I love about you guys is you're reaping what you sow. You're getting through it on your own and you're also sharing your experience. So it's not necessarily advising, but you're shedding light on what people need to go through, which I love that. And then on top of it is you guys have a genuine feel to you. You have such good energy. It's so nice to have that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also, you just said about those grief groups, most of the women were 40 plus that we're so lucky to be the ages that we are. Ages, Abby, you're 24, you're 27, Taylor, right? You're just about to turn 27 or you're 27. And then I'm 28 and then Nicole's 25. And we're so lucky to be this age and to be able to share a message of healing and have these experiences. Although it was detrimental that I lost my dad, you guys lost your grandma. And I deeply believe this. Everyone says it and they're like, that sounds so morbid. I needed to lose him to live. I did. And that was one of the things when I came up in my mushroom journey as well was that my dad was like, I needed to go for you to enjoy your life. I really sat with that. And I'm like, what did you mean by this? Because I only did this this past May. And it's so true because I was living in such a mundane cycle of just whatever came my way was my life. I, I wasn't actually living for something more meaningful. I wasn't really following my passions. I was just existing, so to speak. So when he passed away, it was like, everything was ripped out from under me. Like you said, your foundation just crumbled and then you had to rebuild and be like, wow, life is meant for living. It's meant for experiences. It's meant for connection. It's meant for love, unconditional love. Although we had to lose the people we love the most, they taught us a very amazing lesson at such a long, young age is to go and live. So now we have all these years ahead of us where we can connect and help people heal and we can actually just thrive, which it's so exciting to have that. So yeah, although that loss was there, it's painful. There's so much we can experience now with such open eyes and love. And like I said earlier, which I say all the time is like, life is so, so delicate. It is so delicate and we should treat it as such. So I love that you guys are creating empowered soul in the space that people can realize the delicacies of life and also help them feel and connect to their true authentic selves. So that's so freaking fun. But ladies, it was an absolute pleasure to have you here. Seriously, thank you so much. There's so much that's gonna come out of this episode. Guys, seriously, thank you. If you could just tell our listeners where they can find you, that would be amazing. So they can find you on Instagram, TikTok, socials, anything like that, website. Instagram is Empowered Soul. It's E-M-P-W-R-D-S-O-L. And then our website is the same thing, E-M-P-W-R-D-S-O-L. My personal Instagram is Abby underscore Scarpello. And my personal Instagram is Taylor My Image. Okay, amazing, guys. Thank you so much. And then one little question I have for you before I let you go. Um, we usually leave our listeners with a prompt or something that they can add to their emotional toolbox. Um, what is one little thing from each of you that you do to stay well on a daily basis? Every morning I sit down it, right before I get dressed and I, I have my journal and I write down three things I'm grateful for. What is my one important task of the day that if I get that one thing done, I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy. If I, and even if I have more things to do, as long as I get this one thing done, I'm good. Um, what is a story worthy moment from the day before? So this just helps me like remember what I did the day before, what really stood out about the day before, whether it was someone I met or um, an experience I had, and then how am I feeling in this moment? I just want to be honest with myself. How am I feeling today? And then lastly, I do three affirmations. Amazing. And what would be one affirmation if you did it today or if you did this over the last week? What was one affirmation that was really shifting your perspective? Um, I'm open to 
receive all opportunities. Taylor, what's your one wellness practice? So one of my wellness practices is gratitude walks. And this is first thing in the morning, I will get up. And now that the weather is changing, it is a little bit colder. But if I feel called to go outside and do a nice walk, I will. And on the walk, I just go through all of the things that I am grateful for along with sending love to every part of my body so that I can feel healthy, aligned, balanced. And when we are in these elevated states, higher emotions, we're able to truly allow ourselves to be open to receiving all of the abundance, the love, the gratitude. And then when we do go through our day-to-day, if we are experiencing anything in those lower frequencies, we're able to just quickly remember what we are grateful for or just remember that love and it brings us into a higher vibration so that we can continue to stay happy. Thank you for getting vulnerable with me. Thank you for sharing your story. And then last question I have for you, which is a little touchy, but what was your grandma's name anyways? Because I'm going to cry if I say this, but um, <sighs> okay. whenever I meet someone that's lost somebody, fuck. I, pray or I speak to my dad I'm like can you welcome them with open arms and being that (laughs) of course and being that it is such a hard thing like at least we can have our loved ones all connect together and be welcomed and my dad was like the biggest goofiest give his shirt off his back person so if I could at least bring you some peace by asking him to protect her up there thank you thank Thank you you. her name is Marie Oh, and my dad seems in Marnie. Oh, so cute. Oh, my God. Aww. That's so cute. I'm writing her name down. Thank you. Sure I send her love. But ladies, seriously, thank you so much. I'm so excited that we just embarked on this friendship and connection. It's going to be such an amazing journey. So thank you again. Let me clean my tears up. But anyways, and to our listeners, thank you for being with us today. It was such an amazing time to connect with all of you. Just know that we are all your safe space. You can connect with us on Wellness Members Club or Empowered Soul. Thank you so much for everyone listening in and we hope you have an amazing holiday season. Bye.